Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse on the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE on that drop-down. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes our text reading for the day as well as the day's lesson. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. Today we continue our reading of Chapter 30, The New Beginning, with Section 7, The Justification for Forgiveness. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 320. My Father gives all power to me. My Father gives all power unto me. And by way of opening this morning, a pretty clear direction to this poem from Teresa of Avila called Concepts, Concepts, A Jar We Break. And it goes like this. Anxious to see you, I died to the world. Hearing your voice at the city's edge at the horizon of form and space, how could I then notice anything hands made? How could I adore or suffer time? Anxious to hold you, I forgot myself completely, but you did not care about the way I came to look. I mean, your shape and mine, what are those? The seed that falls because it could not contain our mingled feet. Anxious to see you, our souls became your glory. Our eyes became your fire. All concepts of God are like a jar we break, because only the infinite can contain our perfect love. My Father gives all power unto me. Mm, Amen. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, Lori, really, thank you. Yeah, isn't that an invitation, huh? Let's see. Okay. Thought I had one dog that was going to interrupt, but I don't. So, all right, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Harrison, Lemoyne, Fran, Jennifer, Robin Marie, Judy and Karen. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida and Lana. And who else has joined us? I'd like to say good morning or be on the reading list. Good morning. Patricia here. Available to read. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Mm All righty. Okay. So once again, in Chapter 30, The New Beginning, at Section 7, The Justification for Forgiveness, today we start at Paragraph 70. Anger is never justified. Attack has no foundation. 
It is here escape from fear begins and will be made complete. Here is the real world given in exchange for dreams of terror. For it is on this forgiveness rests and is but natural. You are not asked to offer pardon where attack is due and would be justified. For this would mean that you forgive a sin by overlooking what is really there. This is not pardon. For it would assume that by responding in a way which is not justified, your pardon will become the answer to attack that has been made. And thus is pardon inappropriate by being granted where it is not due. Harrison. Chapter 30. The New Beginning, Section 7, Justification for Forgiveness. 70. Anger is never justified. Attack has no foundation. It is here escape from fear begins and will be made complete. Here is the real world given in exchange for dreams of terror. For it is on this forgiveness rest and is but natural. You're not asked to offer pardon where attack is due and would be justified. For this would mean that you forgive a sin by overlooking what is really there. This is not pardon, for it would assume that by responding in a way which is not justified, your pardon will become the answer to attack that has been made. And thus is pardon inappropriate by being granted where it is not due. 71. Pardon is always justified. It has a sure foundation. You do not forgive the unforgivable nor overlook a real attack that caused for punishment. Salvation does not lie in being asked to make unnatural responses which are inappropriate to what is real. Instead, it merely asks that you respond appropriately to what is not real by not perceiving what has not occurred. If pardon were unjustified, you would be asked to sacrifice your rights when you return forgiveness for attack. But you are merely asked to see forgiveness as the natural reaction to distress which rests on error and thus calls 
for help. Forgiveness is the only sane response. It keeps your rights from being sacrificed. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, Lemoyne. Pardon is always justified. It has a sure foundation. You do not forgive the unforgivable, nor overlook a real attack that calls for punishment. Salvation does not lie in being asked to make unnatural responses which are inappropriate to what is real. Instead, it merely asks that you respond appropriately to what is not real by not perceiving what has not occurred. If pardon were unjustified, you would be asked to sacrifice your rights when you return forgiveness for attack. But nor merely asked to see forgiveness as the natural reaction to distress, which rests on error and thus calls for help. Forgiveness is the only thing response. It keeps your rights from being sacrificed. This understanding is the only change that lets the real world rise to take the place of dreams of terror. Fear cannot arise unless attack is justified, and if it had a real foundation, pardon would have none. The real world is achieved when you perceive the basis of forgiveness is quite real and fully justified. While you regard it as a gift unwarranted, it must uphold the gift it must uphold the guilt you would quote unquote forgive. Unjustified forgiveness is attack, and this is all the world can ever give. It pardons so-called sinners sometimes, but remains aware that they have sinned, and so they do not merit the forgiveness that it gives. Thank you, LeMoyne. And Fran. 72. This understanding is the only change that lets the real world rise to take the place of dreams of terror. Fear cannot arise unless attack is justified. And if it had a real foundation, pardon would have none. The real world is achieved when you perceive the basis of forgiveness is quite real and fully justified. While you regard it as a gift unwarranted, it must uphold the guilt you would quote-unquote forgive. Unjustified forgiveness is attack. And this is all the world can ever give. It pardons, quote, unquote, sinners sometimes, but remains aware that they have sinned. And so they do not merit the forgiveness that it gives. 73. This is the false forgiveness which the world employs to keep the sons of sin alive. And recognizing God is just, it seems impossible his pardon could be real. Thus is the fear of God the sure result of seeing pardon as unmerited. No one who sees himself as guilty 
and avoid the fear of God. But he is saved from this dilemma if he can forgive. The mind must think of its creator as it looks upon itself. If you can see your brother merits pardon, you have learned forgiveness is your right as much as his. Nor will you think that God intends for you a fearful judgment which your brother does not merit. For it is the truth that you can merit neither more nor less than he. Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. 73. This is the false forgiveness which the world employs to keep the sense of sin alive. And recognizing God is just, it seems impossible his pardon to be real. Thus is the fear of God the sure result of seeing pardon as unmerited. No one who sees himself as guilty can avoid the fear of God. But he is saved from his dilemma if he can forgive. The mind must think of its creator as it looks upon itself. If you can see your brother merits pardon, you have learned forgiveness is your right as much as his. Nor will you think that God intends for you a fearful judgment which your brother does not merit. For it is for it is the truth that you can merit neither more nor less than he. Forgiveness recognized as merited will heal. It gives the miracle its strength to overlook illusions. This is how you learn that you must be forgiven too. There can be no appearance that cannot be overlooked. For if there were, it would be necessary first there be some sin which stands beyond forgiveness. There would be an error that is more than a mistake, a special form of error which remains unchangeable, eternal, and beyond correction or escape. There would be one mistake which had the power to undo creation and to make a world which could replace it and destroy the will of God. Only if this were possible could there be some appearances which could withstand the miracle and not be healed by it. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm Robin Marie. Lindy Poor. Forgiveness recognized as merited will heal. It gives the miracle its strength to overlook illusions. This is how you learn that you must be forgiven too. There can be no appearance that cannot be overlooked. For if there were, it would be necessary first there be some sin which stands beyond forgiveness. There would be an error that is more than a mistake, a special form of error which remains unchangeable, eternal, and beyond correction or escape. There would be one mistake which had the power 
to undo creation and to make a world which could replace it and destroy the will of God. Only if this were possible could there be some appearances which could withstand the miracle and not be healed by it. 75. There is no surer proof adultery is what you wish than a belief there are some forms of sickness and of joylessness. Forgiveness cannot heal. This means that you prefer to keep some idols and are not prepared as yet to let all idols go. And thus you think that some appearances are real and not appearances at all. Be not deceived about the meaning of a fixed belief that some appearances are harder to look past than others are. It always means you think forgiveness must be limited, and you have set a goal of partial pardon and a limited escape from guilt for you. What can this be except a false forgiveness of yourself and everyone who seems apart from you? Thank you, Robin Marie. I'm Judy. There is no surer proof idolatry is what you wish than a belief there are some forms of sickness and of joylessness forgiveness cannot heal. This means that you prefer to keep some idols and are not prepared as yet to let all idols go. And thus, you think that some appearances are real and not appearances at all. Be not deceived about the meaning of a fixed belief that some appearances are harder to look past than others are. It always means you think forgiveness must be limited and you have set a goal of partial pardon and limited escape from guilt for you. What can this be except a false forgiveness of yourself and everyone who seems apart from you? It must be true, the miracle can heal all forms of sickness, or it cannot heal. Its purpose cannot be to judge which forms are real and which appearances are true, If one appearance must remain apart from healing, one illusion must be part of truth. And you could not escape all guilt, but only some of it. You must forgive God's Son entirely, or you will keep an image of yourself that is not whole and will remain afraid to look within and find escape from every idol there. Salvation rests on faith. There cannot be some forms of guilt which you cannot forgive. And so there cannot be appearances which have replaced the truth about God's Son. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And uh, Karen. 
76. It must be true, the miracle can heal all forms of sickness, or it cannot heal. Its purpose cannot be to judge which forms are real and which appearances are true. If one appearance must remain apart from healing, one illusion must be part of truth. And you could not escape all guilt, but only some of it. You must forgive God's Son entirely, or you will keep an image of yourself that is not whole and will remain afraid to look within and find escape from every idol there. Salvation rests on faith. There cannot be some forms of guilt which you cannot forgive. And so there cannot be appearances which have replaced the truth about God's Son. 77. Look on your brother with the willingness to see him as he is. And do not keep a part of him outside your willingness that he be healed. To heal is to make whole. And what is whole can have no missing parts that have been kept outside. Forgiveness rests on recognizing this and being glad there cannot be some forms of sickness which the miracle must lack the power to heal. Thank you, Karen. I'm Patricia. Um, if you would like to do 77, 78, and 79, please. 77. <clears throat> Look on your brother with the willingness to see him as he is. And do not keep a part of him outside your willingness that he be healed. To heal is to make whole. And what is whole can have no missing parts. No missing parts that have been kept outside. Forgiveness rests on recognizing this and being glad there cannot be some forms of sickness which the miracle must lack the power to heal. 78. God's Son is perfect, or he cannot be God's Son. Nor will you know him if you think he does not merit the escape from guilt in all its forms and all its consequences. There is no way to think of him but this if you would know the truth about yourself. 79. I thank you. I thank you, Father, for your perfect Son. And in his glory will I see my own. A.D. Here is the joyful statement 
that there are no forms of evil which cannot overcome the will of God. The glad acknowledgement that guilt has not succeeded by your wish to make illusions real. And what is this except a simple statement of the truth? Thank you, Patricia. And is there a new reader uh, that would like to do 78 uh, through 81? This is Mindy. I heard Mindy and I heard Jessica. Um, let's, let's do it like that because it's really hard to take those uh, four paragraphs apart. So Mindy, if you'd like to do 78 through 81 and Jessica again, please. We'll do it like that. Okay. <laughs> 78. God's son is perfect, or he cannot be God's son. Nor will you know him if you think he does not merit the escape from guilt in all its forms and all its consequences. There is no way to think of him but this if you would know the truth about yourself. 79. I thank you, Father, for your perfect Son, and in his glory will I see my own. Here is the joyful statement that there are no forms of evil which can overcome the will of God. The glad acknowledgement that guilt has not succeeded by your wish to make illusions real. And what is this except a simple statement of the truth? Um, Am I to continue? Yes, please. Okay. I had to pull it up online. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at 81, yes? Thank you. Look on your brother with this hope in you, and you will understand he could not make an error that could change the truth in him. It is not difficult to overlook mistakes that have been given no effects. But what you see as having power to make an idol of the Son of God, you will not pardon. For he has become to you a graven image and a sign of death. Is this your Savior? Is his father wrong about his son? Or have you been deceived in him who has been given you to heal for your salvation and deliverance. Thank you, Mindy. <laughs> I think there's one unmuted line. I'm not sure. Um, but Jessica, to... please. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe someone okay. else. Um, God's son is perfect, or he cannot be God's son. Nor will you know him if you think he does not merit the escape from guilt in all its forms and all its consequences. There is no way to think of him but this, 
if you would know the truth about yourself. I thank you, Father, for your perfect Son, and in his glory will I see my own. 80. Here is the joyful statement that there are no forms of evil which can overcome the will of God. The glad acknowledgement that guilt has not succeeded by your wish to make illusions real. And what is this but the simple statement of the truth? 81. Look on your brother with this hope in you, and you will understand he could not make an error that could change the truth in him. It is not difficult to overlook mistakes that have been given no effect. But what you see as having power to make an idol of the Son of God, you will not pardon. For he has come to you a graven image and a sign of death. Is this your fit savior? Is this, uh, is his father wrong about his son? Or have you been deceived in him who has been given you to heal? for your salvation and deliverance. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you, everyone, who read this beautiful section this morning. So very rich. And um, let's see, where are we at? I don't think we could. Could we do it again in 10 minutes, do you think? Yes. We have to. Should we try? We have just the right number of readers. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really excellent idea. So we'll just reverse it after Patricia and Mindy and then Jessica. And it might be that we'll have a few extra paragraphs, but we'll see. Um, so we'll try and do it in rhythm, in order, uh, without calling and just let our voices flow one paragraph to the next, okay? So starting with Jessica. Um, hi. It's Robin Marie. I'm not quite sure yes. where I would come in. If, could oh, you I'm going to give it to you. Oh, good. Okay. That's, that, yeah, I was just, I'm doing just exactly that. So Jessica would be paragraph 70. Mindy would be 71. Patricia would be 72. Karen would be 73. Judy would be 74. Robin Marie would be 75. Jennifer would be 76. Fran would be 77. Harrison would be 78. I think 78 and 79. Lemoyne would be 80. And we need one more reader to do 81. How about you? You can do it. Uh, If there's no one else, if there's no one else here, yes, I'll be happy to. Perfect. Oh, isn't that splendid? It works out just perfect. Okay. And so, uh, Jessica. Please begin. Okay. Seventy. Anger is never justified. Attack 
has no foundation. It is here escape from fear begins and will be made complete. Here is the real world given in exchange for dreams of terror. For it is on this forgiveness rest and is but natural. You are not asked to offer pardon where attack is due and would be justified. For this would mean that you forgive a sin by overlooking what is really there. This is not pardon. For it would assume that by responding in a way which is not justified, your pardon will become the answer to attack that has been made. And thus is pardon inappropriate by being granted where it is not due. 71. <clears throat> pardon is always justified. It has a sure foundation. You do not forgive the unforgivable nor overlook a real attack that calls for punishment. Salvation does not lie in being asked to make unnatural responses which are inappropriate to what is real. Instead, it merely asks that you respond appropriately to what is not real by not perceiving what has not occurred. If pardon were unjustified, you would be asked to sacrifice your rights when you return forgiveness for attack. But you are merely asked to see forgiveness as the natural reaction to distress which rests on error and thus calls for help. Forgiveness is the only sane response. It keeps your rights from being sacrificed. 72. This understanding is the only change that lets the real world rise to take the place of dreams of terror. Fear cannot arise unless attack is justified. And if it had a real foundation, pardon would have none. The real world is achieved when you perceive the basis of forgiveness is quite real and fully justified. While you regard it as a gift unwarranted, it must uphold the guilt you would forgive. Unjustified forgiveness is attack. And this is all the world can ever give. It pardons sinners sometimes, but remains aware that they have sinned. And so they do not merit the forgiveness that it gives. This is false forgiveness, which the world employs to keep the sense of sin alive. 
And recognizing God is just, it seems impossible his pardon could be real. Thus is the fear of God the sure result of seeing pardon as unmerited. No one who sees himself as guilty can avoid the fear of God. But he is saved from this dilemma if he can forgive. The mind must think of its creator as it looks upon itself. If you can see your brother merits pardon, you have learned forgiveness is your right as much as his. Nor will you think that God intends for you a fearful judgment, which your brother does not merit. For it is the truth that you can merit neither more nor less than he. Forgiveness recognized as merited will heal. It gives the miracle its strength to overlook illusions. This is how you learn that you must be forgiven, too. There can be no appearance that can not be overlooked. For if there were, it would be necessary first. There be some sin which stands beyond forgiveness. There would be an error that is more than a mistake, a special form of error which remains unchangeable, eternal, and beyond correction or escape. There would be one mistake which had the power to undo creation and to make a world which could replace it and destroy the will of God. Only if this were possible could there be some appearances which could withstand the miracle and not be healed by it. Thank God. (laughs) There is no sure proof idolatry is what you wish than a belief there are some forms of sickness and of joylessness forgiveness cannot heal this means that you prefer to keep some idols and are not prepared as yet to let all idols go and thus you think that some appearances are real and not appearances at all Be not deceived about the meaning of a fixed belief that some appearances are harder to look past than others are. It always means you think forgiveness must be limited, and you have set a goal of partial pardon and a limited escape from guilt for you. What can this be except a false forgiveness of yourself and everyone who seems apart from you. It must be true. A miracle can heal all forms of sickness, or it cannot heal. Its purpose cannot be to judge which forms are real and which appearances are true. If one appearance must remain, remain apart from healing, One illusion must be part of truth. And you could not escape all guilt, but only some of it. You must forgive God's Son entirely, or you will keep an image of yourself that is not whole. 
and will remain afraid to look within and find escape from every idol there. Salvation rests on faith. There cannot be some forms of guilt which you cannot forgive. And so there cannot be appearances which have replaced the truth about God's Son. Look on your brother with the willingness to see him as he is, and do not keep a part of him outside your willingness that he be healed. To heal is to make whole, and what is whole can have no missing parts that have been kept outside. Forgiveness rests on recognizing this and being glad there cannot be some forms of sickness which the miracle must lack the power to heal. God's Son is perfect, or he cannot be God's Son. Nor will you know him if you think he does not merit the escape from guilt in all its forms and all its consequences. There is no way to think of him but this, if you would know the truth about yourself. I thank you, Father, for your perfect Son, and in his glory will I see my own. Here is the joyful statement that there are no forms of evil which can overcome the will of God. The glad acknowledgement <coughs> that guilt has not succeeded, <coughs> excuse me, by your wish to make illusions real. What is this except the simple statement of the truth? Look on your brother with this hope in you, and you will understand he could not make an error that could change the truth in him. It is not difficult to overlook mistakes that have been given no effects. But what you see is having power to make an idol of the Son of God, you will not pardon, for he has become to you the graven image and a sign of death. Is this your Savior? Is his father wrong about his son? Or have you been deceived in him who has been given you to heal for your salvation and deliverance? Amen. And how splendid it was to um, to share that moment uh, with all of you together as we make real God's son's salvation. Uh, so, Fran, if you'd um, lead us in a holy moment to reflect one last time together on what is the last judgment in today's lesson. Thank you. Well, thank you. 
Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we're on the last day of what is the last judgment. And today's lesson is lesson 320. My Father gives all power unto me. So I shall read some from what is the last judgment, and then we will go over to our lesson and do our five-minute meditation. What is the last judgment? Christ's second coming gives the Son of God the gifts to hear the voice for God proclaim that what is false is false and what is true has never changed. And this, the judgment, is in which perception ends. The final judgment on the world contains no condemnation for it sees the world as totally forgiven without sin and wholly purposeless. God's final judgment is as merciful as every step in his appointed plan to bless his son and call him to return to the eternal peace he shares with him. This is God's final judgment. You are still my holy son, forever innocent, forever loving, and forever loved as limitless as your creator and completely changeless and forever pure. Therefore, awaken and return to me. I am your father and you are my son. So we shall go over to the lesson now. My father gives all power unto me. The Son of God is limitless. There are no limits on his strength, his peace, his joy, or any attributes his Father gave in his creation. What he wills with his Creator and Redeemer must be done. His holy will can never be denied because his Father shines upon his mind and lays before it all the strength and love in earth and heaven. I am he to whom all this is given. I am he in whom the power of my Father's will abides. Your will can do all things in me and then extend to all the world as well through me. There is no limit on your will. And so all power has been given to your Son. Lesson 320. My Father gives all power unto me. Five minutes.
Lesson 320. My Father gives all power unto me. Amen. 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 Thank you, Frank. Oh, Amen. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Fran. I don't know about any of you, but boy, most of the time I don't feel like I have all power. That's on me, not on God. Um, I look around and can't hear, but can't help, but uh, hear about what's going on uh, in this world of form. And uh, today's reading and today's lesson uh, really talks about the power of God and how it's manifest in me. It doesn't come to me without my permission. I have to be willing to accept it totally. And what does that mean? Well, it means to accept that God's Son is perfect. Or he cannot be God's son. Nor will you know him if you think he does not merit the escape from guilt in all its forms and all its consequences. That meaning is that the members of Hamas are not guilty. That means the Israeli leadership and military are not guilty. That means that the political party that you do not support is not guilty. I thank you, Father, for your perfect son. And for most of us, we look at 
ourselves and think about all of the so-called sins of wrongs that we think we have committed. We look at our families and our friends and we think about all the wrongs and sins we think they've committed. And we wonder how can we forgive them for what they did. It was such an awful thing that they did. Well, as long as we believe that they did it, we won't be able to forgive it. As long as we believe that one of God's sons hurt or damaged another of God's sons, we can't forgive it. We have to accept that what I thought my brother did to me did not occur. What I thought Hamas did did not occur. What I thought the Israeli military did did not occur. What I thought Russia did did not occur. I could go on and on. That's what we as poor students are faced with. If I want to access the power that God has given unto me, He says to use the power of God. This is in chapter 26. To use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. It is not arrogant to be yes, he created you nor to make use of what he gave to answer all his son's mistakes and set him free. But it is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. He says today in today's lesson, your will can do all things in me and then extend to all the world as well through me. There is no limit on your will. And so all power has been given to your son.
Can I accept that? Can I truly acknowledge that as the only reality? I have the power. Thank you so much, Harrison. Oh, yes. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Good morning. Thank you, Harrison. Oops, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just saying thank you. Thank you, Harrison. That was a beautiful sharing, Harrison. It really touched on what I was guided to share this morning and um, both with just one point regarding the lesson and one point regarding the reading. Um, You know, when I I think of uh, Jesus telling me in this lesson, that I have the oldest power. <laughs> um, I may want to look for a reference point to find it. And um, two things come to mind when I want to find a place within myself where this power resides. Is is the first of about the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not an entity separate from me. Jesus tells me that it's nothing more than my own right-mindedness. So when I think of Holy Spirit, I think of the Spirit of God within me. And I, and I have access to it when I'm on that level with it in my right-mindedness because there's always just two levels we function from truth and illusion. So um, just acknowledging my Holy Spirit as being myself, as being part of me, and I can point my mind towards it and engage it and be it whenever I choose to. The other reference point I have to my power is remembering that I'm a thought in the mind of God. I reside there always. I'm one with God. So being one with God, I have the power given me as his son. So there's just two points of reference that I can always go to when I'm looking for where this power of God within me resides. It's part of my own being. It's not something separate from who I am. Um, And uh, regarding the reading today, what came to mind was forgiveness is not, you know, as he tells us, it's not about pardoning error. It's not about what someone seems to do to me or how I perceive that. Forgiveness I found to naturally happen. It's a natural occurrence in remembering not what my brother does or doesn't do, but who my brother is. 
when I remember that, I can't, well, I can't really remember that until I remember who I truly am as a son of God. Most, if not all, misery in life comes from a misidentification of self. You know, when I remember the truth of who I am, my brother naturally shows up as innocent because he's a part of me. He's one with me. And I don't have to look to what he did or didn't do. I just have to remember who he is. And in that remembrance, forgiveness naturally happens because it naturally looks beyond illusions. It naturally goes to the truth of him. And and that just opens my mind to the truth that there's really nothing to forgive. And that's, um, I find, to be the effect of forgiveness and how I look beyond it. I look beyond what wasn't true by remembering who my brother is as a creation of God. Once I have that in my mind, everything else kind of slips away, fades away, and disappears. Um, So, you know, for me, it's just always remembering, keeping those two levels clear. One is truth, the other is illusion. And when I'm in one, the other one seems to be an impossible notion. When I'm in pain or in under the influence of an ego mentality, truth seems impossible to me. And when I'm in truth, the ego mentality seems like an absurd idea, um, an impossibility. So... It's always, you know, just returning my mind to God. If I can remember just to do that, to point my mind toward this present moment um, and resting in the assurance that God gives me that I'm his son. And then everything else kind of just falls into place. It naturally occurs because it's in harmony with my true being and that of my brother too. Um, I don't have to sort out anything. I don't have to figure out anything or understand anything. It's For me, it's just about remembering. It's in remembering my truth. And um, that's sometimes, if not all, most times, it does require a miracle. But the miracle is just about asking for healing of my mind because that's the only thing that ever needs healing. The outward picture is healed as an effect of healing my mind. And any misperceptions just fall away um, into the nothingness from which they come. They came. So anyhow, I'm complete. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, Lana, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I love your simple clarity. Thank you so much.
Good morning. It's Mindy. Um, I took this to a very personal level. Um, I was doing something I felt compelled to do, and I thought, how can I meditate? How can I be with this message? And I was in the bathroom restructuring my counter, and I said, okay, I'm going to stop right now, and my meditation is going to be to make declarations that are the truth. And I said, I am the holy child of God. I am given all power from God. I have the power to create my world. I have the power to have a clear mind. I have a grounded and sound, centered and balanced, strong body. I am able to accomplish my intended goal. And I just simply did affirmations in the mirror. They're a little more on the spiritual side than that, but it was like sometimes I find that my mind will not wrap itself around the idea and will wander if I'm silent. So I did an open-eyed meditation. And I really felt like I got the lesson <laughs> by declaring the power that I have that is given by God and declaring it over my circumstances. I'm complete. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mindy. I'm really glad you said that about open-eyed meditation uh, because it reminds me, uh, this story, uh, of those early lessons. You recall I've given everything I see all the media has for me. And so many of those first 25 lessons, he asks us to repeat the idea and close our eyes and, um, and consider what our mind is holding. And then he asks us to open our eyes and very slowly look around, repeating the same idea. And after we've done that for uh, multiple times, he says, illusions will be cleared from within your mind and what you think you see because they are the same. Isn't that incredible? Um, what I think I see is a reflection of what I'm thinking. What I think I see is a reflection of what I'm thinking. And Lana, you said it perfectly. Um, when my mind is clear and I'm in contact with my Holy Spirit, um, what I see is going to be a natural reflection of the light in my mind. So um, thank you for that, Mindy. You make a very important point. Thanks very much. I'm complete. It was great. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Laurie. Thank, thank you, you Laurie. Good morning. It's Karen. Um, when, when I read this this morning, this was one of those readings where I was so excited and so grateful for the course and also just the feeling of having a breakthrough on this issue. Um, in my life right now, there are a number of people who are acting out really crazy and um, other people are coming to me and telling me what's happening and 
I've been trying to really stick with the course and not judge the person and not, you know, not go down the road of thinking, oh, that's horrible, how could they do that to you, all of that. But instead, it feels like the answer is to just recognize they're in distress. This lesson says, I mean, this reading says, the person is in distress. Let everything else go. You know, they're perfect, beautiful, divine child of God, a holy child of God. But in this moment, they're in distress. And in the past when it said, oh, it didn't really happen and forgive it, it didn't really happen, forgive it because um, it, everything is love or a call for love, it didn't really resonate as deeply as it does now. That what's going on in their mind is a complete hallucination. And they're so absorbed by the hallucination, it's as if they're sick, mentally and emotionally sick in this moment of time. And, and not, not the kind of sick that's eternal, obviously. It's just, it's just a momentary lapse. It is clearly a mistake, mistake and error. And errors and mistakes can be corrected. It's not a sin, and it doesn't have... Um, it doesn't justify judgment and condemnation. It justifies compassion. It justifies forgiveness. It justifies love. Love is the way out, you know. So if my sister is attacking me, I just keep remembering what she's like when she's in her right mind. And I know that something's going on and it's not my place to judge it, but to extend love and and I can't extend that love necessarily physically without getting attacked again. So it's okay to just love her and remember the truth of her and hold that this will pass and she'll be okay. And there are still so many people in the world right now who are just really lost in all of these dreams and illusions. And in the sense that the ego world isn't real, it's not really happening. But um, that wasn't as comforting as, as this reading. Anger is never, ever justified. Anger is never justified. It's a call for love. They're in distress. And um, I'm just grateful for the Course for helping me get to this point. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Karen. The light of understanding is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Hello, this is Sandra. Can you hear me? Yes, uh-huh. I can. Oh, that was such a beautiful share, Karen. And um, the other thing that I, um, and I'm sure you're doing this anyway, is just pray for them. <laughs> I know for my family, I'm, I'm just sending out prayers constantly. And, um, you know, this power is God-given. And it's the power of creativity for me. 
that if one door shuts, I don't have to condemn it. I can just open up another door. And I don't have to make that door wrong or bad or judge it or do anything. I, I, I have the power of creativity. And I can just pick another door. And there's there's so many, you know, I'm estranged from my family right now, but there are so many people I've had friends and, 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 and acquaintances say, oh, would you please adopt me? I have plenty of love to give, and there's plenty of people in the world that I can give it to. And I can forgive. Forgive what never happened. You know, I because of who I am, my brothers and sisters and children and parents and brothers and sisters and grandchildren and all of that are free. They're free to create too. And their creation may include me and it may not. And it's okay because there's there's plenty of places where I can extend God's love on this planet. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. I'm so grateful you're part of our family. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. I am too, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Um, you just reminded me of something. This is Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try to just tell a little story because I think stories um, connect our hearts and um, and we're, you, know, you don't have to have forgiveness. We're just joining. <laughs> um, so... Uh, when my brother came down, he had mentioned that my mom had said to him many things about what a joy it is to be around me and um, um, all the the shifts I've made. Um, um, One chief one is not being controlled by the anger that's kind of a family uh, curse the anger kind of <laughs> anyways i I ended up doing this prayer called the whole opono prayer um year and a half ago, and when I had done it it 's a prayer on um four statements uh on of forgiveness and release and I did it for forty one days uh listening to this old Hawaiian woman on YouTube for six and a half minutes and as prescribed and the Holy Spirit was coming through other people from, you know, saying you should do this. And when I, after I did it, my whole world opened up. I ran into you guys. Um, Of course, miracles I started actually doing or showing up for the meetings and just all kinds of things changed because um, I was released from, the family anger and now I was just looking at basically my own anger not the combination of the two so now a year later being around my mom she says oh my gosh it's such a gift it's like Christmas being around you and so the nature of our relationship I could take it as an attack 
um, which there is on her side, um, you know, maybe that unconsciousness coming through, and I can perceive it, but there is mine as well. So in that awareness, um, my release is in with everybody is when I release myself first and remember who I am. That is my point on this share right now is um, when I'm willing to release myself and um, be myself as God created me um, more and more, it releases my mom and all the judgments because I've released my judgment towards myself in relating with her and others and myself, and it releases her from her judgment of her parenting with me and everybody. It's very deep. So she's telling the truth, even though there's an attack there, fear on her part. uh, There's more truth there now. And that's the gift she's talking about. And with that, uh, I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That was a lovely share. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Of this story. That's how I sound briefly. One of the things that I remember uh, from Mary Ann Williamson's time with us as our spiritual leader here in uh, the Detroit area. She always said there is only one of us here. There is only one of us here. And when I keep that in mind, in um, thinking about another, friends and relatives, um, I try to remember that God created one son, not multiple, one son, and we collectively are that one son. He doesn't see us as separate bodies. He sees one son, an idea in his mind, not a body. And so all of the things that the body seems to do, we can forgive because it never happened in truth. It never happened in God's creation which is the only creation that's real. That's a huge leap 
It's what makes forgiveness real. As the Course describes it, what I thought my brother did to me did not occur. What I think my brother is doing is not occurring. That's true forgiveness. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Thanks, Harrison. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Love it. Thank you, Harrison. That's a beautiful takeaway. There's only one of us here. Thank you. Truly, truly, thank you, Harrison. This is Wendy. While we were meditating, I thought, gee, maybe if we all ho'oponoponoed our Trump bells, all this craziness would settle down, you know? We just need to see who he really is and allow all this fear to uh, be released from our, by our forgiveness and our willingness to love the truth in anybody, including folks that appear to have done egregious things, you know, Monsanto, Catholic priests, everybody gets, gets to be cleared of the projections and the ego thought system craziness. And it turns out everyone's an angel, one big angel. I'm complete. It is yeah. a job. Okay, thank you, Wendy. Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. The beautiful thought to carry with me today. Thank you. Now that's creation, truly creative. There's still time uh, before we end the recording for anyone who hasn't had an opportunity to share. Anyone who'd like to? Well, 
that case, um, you know how you read, um, you read sometimes the what is uh, section and and uh, it seems like it holds more uh, this time than the last time. Uh, this section is like that for me today, justification for forgiveness and this lesson uh, especially. Um, power uh, for you gentlemen, uh, I just want to point out that power is a is a word that um, because of conditioning women, I certainly uh, didn't have much notion of what power was about uh, growing up. And I don't think that as a rule, women, and I could be wrong about that, but I, I kind of think that women look at that word differently than maybe men do. But the real gift of the Course in Miracles to me uh, is resolving dichotomies on so many levels. Uh, by dichotomy, I mean the notion of split awareness. Um, and every year, uh, as dichotomies resolve in my own mind, I notice that there's more on offer in a lesson and more on offer in a reading. This lesson and this reading together are hand in glove with each other. Uh, because, because I'll tell you why, because for me this year, it's in paragraph 73, where it says, the mind must think of its creator as it looks upon itself. The mind must think of itself as it looks on its creator, uh, vice versa. The mind must think of its creator as it looks upon itself. And that's why, and that's why my Father gives all power unto me. It's uh, not a personal thing any more than when he uses the word you that he's referring to a singular you, you know? Um, well, here's, here's the quote for that. The soul knows that the consciousness of all its brothers is included in its own. The soul knows that. And that's why forgiveness um, is uh, the most potent tool in this toolbox. Uh, that I have to navigate life. Uh, anything that disturbs my peace, that limits my joy, or limits my experience of happiness, is something that, um, when I understand, something that will prompt me to open that toolbox and say, what idea am I holding in my mind that creates a gap between your mind and mine? Because uh, there's one mind, you see? There's just one mind. There's one Christ mind. You within it and it within you. And, um, and when I'm experiencing discomfort in any way, uh, it's as if I'm trying to pluck something out of my own heart, you see? And that's why, uh, gee whiz, just look at paragraph 75. 
but be not deceived that some appearances are more difficult to overlook. What happens then is a partial pardon is limited escape for me. It indicates, I believe, some sickness or joylessness is true. And by definition, I can tell you experientially, that's that's what the dark night of the soul is. Um, that process whereby the mind uncovers uh, what it needs to release in order that its joy might be complete. And there's nothing, uh, it turns out, there's nothing that cannot be uh, seen in the light of forgiveness that will not yield to love. That's power. That is power. Love is our power. Um, love is not a thing. Uh, it's not even an emotion so much as an experience of unity. There is no gap between my mind and yours. There's a quote even. He says, whoever says there is no gap between my mind and yours has kept God's promise, not his own tiny oath. And by this, and by this, the healing of his brother is shared. We're healers, you see. And by seeing each other truly, we heal and will be healed. The only way to heal is be healed, he says. The miracle extends without your help, but it is needed. You are needed that it can begin. And forgiveness, um, forgiveness is my step in the direction of a miracle, which isn't, isn't, uh, which isn't a separate thing. The miracle is the effect. You see, miracle is a result. The miracle is always there. It's always there. And if I'm not experiencing unity and peace and joy, then uh, I need to find what it is I need to forgive. Forgive isn't something I do for anyone else. Forgive is what I do for my own mind to retain my sanity. It's the only sane response. Um, and as I said yesterday, um, it's, it's the step I take that results in the natural expression of a miracle. I did a search this morning because the word nature is a standout in today's reading. Natural, natural, natural. And Lana, you can't, well, I'm sure you can, uh, know how overjoyed I was to hear you say is simply natural same response um, a response to distress of any kind uh, and and the great 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 thing about um, you know this is where I'm going to close this call today um, the greatest thing about the miracle and forgiveness is that it's all given as a, an expression of God's grace by grace I am released. By grace I will release. This is not anything that uh, this person, this personal person comes up with. This is God's gift uh, to his son. And when I can discover all it takes for me is a little bit of willingness, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have my life lit by miracles, and um, and that's because they're natural. So um, I want you to I I want to read I counted the sentences. There aren't like a tremendous number of sentences in these five ideas. Six and six and six. It's eighteen and ten. There's twenty-eight sentences. Um, but these 28 sentences, if you'll permit me, I'll say exactly what this lesson and the justification for forgiveness are saying. So I'll end the recording here and um, and um, I invite you to receive these words from the Holy Spirit um, as a gift of this reading in this lesson today. Five ideas. God is the love in which I forgive. God does not forgive because he never condemned. A blameless cannot blame. And those who have accepted their innocence see nothing to forgive. Yet forgiveness is the means by which I will recognize my innocence. It is the reflection of God's love on earth. It will bring me near enough to heaven that the love of God can reach down to me and raise me to my home. God is the strength in which I trust. It is not my own strength through which I forgive. It is through the strength of God in me which I am remembering as I forgive. As I begin to see, I recognize his reflection on earth. I forgive all things because I feel the stirring of his strength in me. And I begin to remember the love I chose to forget, but which has not forgotten me. There is nothing to fear. How safe the world will look to me when I can see it. It will not look anything like what I imagine I see now. Everyone and everything I see will lean toward me to bless me. And I will recognize in everyone my dearest friend. What could there to be? What could there be to fear in a world which I have forgiven, and which has forgiven me? And God's voice speaks to me all through the day. There's not a moment in which God's voice ceases to call on my forgiveness to save me. There is not a moment in which His voice fails to direct my thoughts, guide my actions, and lead my feet. I am walking steadily on toward truth. There is nowhere else I can go because God's voice is the only voice and the only guide that has been given to his son. And I am sustained by the love of God. As I listen to God's voice, I am sustained by his love. As I open my eyes, his love lights up the world for me to see. As I forgive, his love reminds me that his son is sinless, and as I look upon the world with the vision he has given me, I remember that I am his son. What a gift we've been given. So thank you everyone this morning for all your shares, for the spirit I felt in your words and your shares. And for the ways we bless each other every morning. Forgiveness, it turns out, is inherent uh, in our conference call. And it's about 
that makes it such a blessing. Thank you, everyone. And uh, I'll end the recording, but of course we always stand.